0: This is Westlake Baseball, presented by Number 9 Productions and powered by the Westlake Shack Club to you by Independence Title, Plains Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Cobert Auto Group, CryoFit Recovery and Wellness, and presented by AusTex, Fence and Debt, Eltecon Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, the Belger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaquero's Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery, at Creek Burger Company, Rudy country store and barbecue and by mighty fine burgers fries and shakes here's joe taylor Thank
1: you very much. We welcome you to live coverage of Westlake Baseball, only on the Westlake Shop app. As we lead things off here in the top half of the first inning, we bring you the starting lineups. And, of course, as always, presented by Texas Honeyham Company. Leading off and playing center field for Bowie, it's Thaddeo Bright batting second, the shortstop Mason winners. Batting third, the designated hitter, Brody Miller. In the cleanup spot is the catcher, Travis Starkey. Batting fifth, the third baseman, John Estrada. Batting sixth, Ben Merriman. He's the left fielder. In the seventh spot, the first baseman, Danny Rodriguez batting eighth Tyler Thomason he's the right fielder and uh, Sean McCullough will round out the lineup batting ninth he's at second base on the mound tonight for the Bowie Bulldogs will be Patrick Calopi And uh, we'll give you the defense here, presented by AusTech's fence and deck. Left to right in the outfield for the Westlake Chaparrales will be Ethan Wolfong in left, Chapel Stewart in center, Cole May in right, around the horn, third base, Reese McCray, Mike Lucina the starting shortstop, Theo Gillen at second base, Major Ritchie at first, the battery, Nathan Duvall behind the plate and on the mound, Chance Covert. He'll lead things off here, trying to right the ship after Westlake's first district loss. It was a two-hit shutout. 14 strikeout performance against the Westlake Chaparrales, and it is all owed to the man they call and, you know and, and when you think about what uh, Westlake endured not only was it uh, Slider after slider after slider, but Jonathan Easton brought the pain. Was able to spot his slider, spot his curveball, and it really utilize his fastball to get ahead of pitchers. He struck out 14 Westlake Chaparels, did not give up a run, only walked one batter in that entire ball game. Of course, hit a batter as well, but a two-hit shutout from Jonathan Easton and Westlake fell for the first time. Five and one in district play are the, uh, or excuse me, I should say, uh, uh, five and five and zero are the. Bowie Bulldogs and 4-1 and are the Westlake Chaparrales in District 26-6A, again, trying to take game two of this series. We thank all of you for joining us here. When it comes to pitching stats, when there's a, a win to be had in district, Chance Covert has been the man Chance has done a very good job in his freshman season. 25 and two thirds innings. He's appeared in seven games, started five. He is a 3 0 record. He's given up 13 hits, eight runs. Four of those eight are earned. Walked 10, struck out 16. He's hit four batters, got an ERA of 1.09. And leading things off will be Fannie O'Bright looking at game 1 for Thanios he started things off with a base knock in the bottom half of the first inning got things going what would be a very crazy top bottom of the first inning he leads things off here and the first pitch swinging Thani Bright grounds it to Theo Gillen at second base one pitch one out and Thanio Bright didn't stay in the box long enough for me to brag about him in his multi-hit game yesterday of course he was involved in what we now have confirmation on as a very strange play That happened with the bases loaded in two outs in the bottom of the first inning back on Tuesday's game. Actually, it was interference. That was the right call, but it was not runner interference. The ball actually hit the runner at first base, and when that happens, it's an automatic out. Took two runs off the board, but now standing in from the right side is Mason Winters, and Chance Covert delivers a strike on the outside corner for a called strike one. Mason Winters standing in went over two swings at the second pitch offered right back up to chance covert to the third base side of home pl- or the mound rather and he gloves it fires over to Braden Davis and just like that there are two gone here in the top of the first so two soft ground balls to start things off here for chance covert it's going to bring up Brody Miller Brody Miller 0 for 2 with a walk and a strikeout in Tuesday's 1-0 win. The South Park Covert delivers a fastball that rides inside for ball one. Miller, like we mentioned, just a straight vertical stance from the left side, slightly open, his feet very close together, just inside of shoulder width. Here's the 1-0 offering from Covert. This one hammered foul down the left field line and out of play. In the Chaparrales, after not striking out In Friday's win over Sam Marcus, came right back on Tuesday and struck out 14 times, trying to get off the snide here and even up the series. Here's the 1-1 to Miller. That one nicely done by Chance Covert as he fired the fastball. Changed speeds a little bit, and it just snuck across the outside part of the plate for a called strike two. So one ball, two strikes, two outs here in the top of the first inning. Nobody on is... Covert faces Miller. Here's the one-two. That one, a changeup, swing, and a miss. And Brody Miller goes down swinging to end the top half of the first inning. Four, Bowie in the top half of the first. No runs, no hits, no errors, no men left on base. We played one-half inning here from Warner Field on the campus of Westlake High School. It is Bowie nothing, Westlake coming to bat. We'll be right back. This is Westlake Baseball.
2: Small-town values that deliver first-class service. Hi, I'm Jenny Covert. That's what a customer said when he bought his new Chevy truck from us at Covert in Bastrop. And that's the way we've done business for 111 years more choices, excellent service and of course, our famous low Covert price. We want to be your car dealer. Let us prove it to you. Covert Chevrolet, Buick and GMC, 702 Highway 71 in Bastrop or online at covertbastrop.com Find new roads.
1: Hi, this is Joe Taylor, the voice of the Shaps and like you, I work hard and I work out even harder. I love exercise and I don't want pain or injury to keep me from reaching my fitness goals. I want you to try CryoFit for all your recovery and wellness needs. CryoFit is Austin's recovery Headquarters and with two locations in Westlake, you're never too far away from their championship level treatment. Click mycryofit.com and see for yourself. CryoFit is Westlake owned and operated, so they know what it means to be shap strong. CryoFit, where your recovery is just as important as your workout. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor joining you live here on the Westlake Shap app and on westlakeshaps.com after a 1-2-3 top half of the first inning. The Westlake Chaparrales will send out their starting lineup presented by the good folks at Covert Country in Bastrop. Leading off and playing left field, Ethan Wilfong. Theo Gillen plays second and bats second. Reese McCray at third will bat third. Braden Davis, the first baseman, bats in the cleanup spot. Batting fifth, the right fielder, Cole May. Major Ritchie is tonight's designated hitter. He'll bat sixth. Chapel Stewart is in center field. He'll bat seventh. Nathan Duvall catching. And a chance covert on the mound, but we expect the uh, very friendly high school re entry rule to be in effect for a chance to spot in the lineup as the starting pitcher, but uh, nonetheless, we set the defense here for you for the Bowie Bulldogs. Left to right in the outfield, Ben Merriman in the left, Thanie O'Bright in center, Tyler Thomason and right. Around the horn in the infield at third is John Estrada, Mason Winters at short, Sean McCullough at second, Danny Rodriguez at first, Patrick Callopy on the mound, and catching is Travis Starkey. First pitch for Callopy in a battle of southpaws tonight as he is a left-handed hurler. Into the wine, the lanky left-hander delivers the first pitch. This one lifted into right field, shallow right field for Will Fong. Coming on, trying to make the catch is the second baseman, Sean McCullough. Hustling in was Thomason, but McCullough took control and made the grab. So a pop out to second base to lead things off. One pitch, one out for Patrick Colopy. Again, Will Fong. Didn't get a chance to do much. 0 for 2 in Tuesday night's competition here at Thursday. It's going to bring up Theo Gillen, who normally is the leadoff man, but he'll bat in the two-hole here. Changeup delivered by Patrick Calopi. Rides low. Four ball one. Gillen went 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. The hat trick he bats here from the left side against Calopi. Calopi dots the uh, top end of the strike zone with a fastball but it's just a bit outside. Two balls and no strikes here as we're just underway, no score here from Warner Field. Now, hot shot right back up to Calophy. He gloves it with his with his glove hand. Hustles over to first base, cutting off the angle there and just flipping to his first baseman Rodriguez and Gillen is out. So, two quick outs for both pitchers here in the first inning. It'll bring up Reese McRae. McRae making his first start since coming up a little lame on Tuesday's game at San Marcos. Sat out Friday's game, was back in Tuesday's game against Bowie. He was one of two men that got a base hit. He was one for three with two strikeouts, and he looks at ball one from Patrick Calopi. Calopi about 6'3", 175 pounds. Lanky left-hander, kicks and winds, and delivers the fastball that... Cuts in on the inside corner for a called strike one. One ball, one strike as the right-handed hitting McCray stands in. Reese, athletic stance, takes the 1-1 way outside for ball two. Getting McCray in 20 ball games Has a 4.62 average slugging. 6'41", and he looks at a fastball called strike two on the inside corner. Nice job there by the lefty to come into the right-hander. Generally, in that situation, you want to stay outside against a guy that can really extend his arms. Here's the 2-2 offering. Breaking ball, swung on and missed. And down goes Reese McRae. So, anything uh, Covert can do, Calipi can do better as – Calipi sends down the Chaparrales in order in the bottom of the first inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and no men left on base. We played one full, no score from Warner Field. This is Westlake Baseball. Football is all about strategy, preparation, and execution. And you've got shaps in your corner with Elticon Wealth Management. Elticon was founded by former Westlake quarterback Mark Mangum, and he's hired all stars Brent Beasley and lifetime chap Lewis Gilbo to quarterback your financial future. Click Elticon.com for more information. Elticon Wealth Management, a proud member of Westlake Nation and proudly Westlake owned and operated. Strategy, preparation, and execution. Elticon Wealth Management, calling the right plays for your financial future.
0: Hey football fans, leave the Hail Marys for the game and go for the sure thing when it comes to satisfying your craving. When you pick up raisin Cane's for game day, all you have to worry about is the score because we've got the food covered with fresh never ever frozen chicken fingers, cane sauce and jugs of freshly made tea and lemonade. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love.
2: Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, located at the corner of BK's Road and Walsh Charlton in the heart of Westlake. Go Shaps! <laughs>
1: We welcome you back to live coverage. Second inning brought to you by Independence Title. It'll be Travis Starkey, John Estrada, and Ben Merriman, the scheduled hitters. Space Chance Gobert out for his second inning of work. Again, both pitchers made short order as both sides go down in order. Travis Starkey stands in. Right-handed hitting catcher who went to one for two with a walk in Tuesday's one to nothing win that featured 14 strikeouts from Jonathan Easton. First pitch offering here to Starkey is a fastball that rides high and outside for ball one. Starkey standing in. Again, crowds of the plate in the athletic-looking stance here from the catcher. Here's the 1-0. This one swung on and missed. Took a little off there to Chance Cover to spot that one on the outside corner. Lots of movement from the southpaw freshman. Even up the count of one ball and one strike. Into the wind and the pitch. Here's the 1-1. That one low and inside for ball two. Went back to the fastball. Tried to get it in on Starkey. Try to jam him and induce the ground ball there. You saw that a couple of times. That worked for Braden Davis' coming inside. Here's the 2-1 offering. This one grounded towards short. Lustina's got it on three hops. Fires across the diamond. High throw. Braden Davis goes up. Comes down on the bag. And it is in time. Nice job there by Braden Davis using his athleticism. Leapt up in the air using his height. Came down on the bag before Starkey could get there. As Lustina and Davis team up to get Starkey. Four gone. Four in a row here. Retired by Chance Covert. Fine defensive play there at first base by Braden Davis. John Estrada will stand in. The third baseman here went 0 for 3 in Tuesday night's ball game. Again, nobody on and one gone here. Closed stance for the right-handed hitting third baseman, and he takes a fastball high and outside for ball one. We thank all of you for joining us here live on the Westlake Shap app and on westlakeshaps.com. If you're watching the, the video stream, The Shap stream, if you will, that fastball comes in and nips the outside corner for a called strike one. Again, we are efforting with our streaming providers to add an audio cable so you can hear my voice a little bit better. We have heard that you can hear all press box conversations over the live stream, so you might be able to hear me. The 1-1 pitch rides outside and high, getting a little breaking ball there from Chance Covert, got away from him. Two balls, one strike, one out. As Estrada, the hitter, with a closed stance, waits for the 2-1 from the left-hander. That fastball again catches the outside corner for a called strike two. Both pitchers using both sides of the plate effectively here through the first inning. Chance Covert ahead of Estrada looking for his first hit of the series. Long look into Duvall. Now he has his sign into the line. The 2-2 chopped up towards the first baseline. Covert's got it. Quick fire to third base, and it's in time as the freshman fields his position nicely there. As that's a swinging butt up the first base line, and just like that, Estrada is retired. Second ground ball that Chance Covert has had a chance to manage, and that one just a bit difficult because he finishes on the third base side. That was up the first base side, so his momentum moves him over to third base. He has to balance, run to the baseball, and then turn and fire. Good job there by Covert by fielding his position. Brings up Ben Merriman. Merriman had a big-time double into the wind as he takes a slider on the outside corner for a called strike one. In fact, he had a bat flip about 30 feet down (laughs) the uh, first baseline, and that ball just fell short of the wall. That's how strong the wind was. About 20 miles an hour at first pitch. Here's the 0-1 to Merriman, and he swings and fouls this one off at the plate, and it trickles off Duvall and the umpire over to the on-deck circle on the first base side. Again, Merriman went one for three with a run scored. Of course, that one, that big double that we mentioned. Now down 0-2 to Chance Covert with two outs. He comes back with a fastball. Purpose pitch there just off the outside corner. Good job there by Duvall to kind of leave it alone. He didn't try too hard to frame it. But a good purpose pitch there on a 1-2 count. Or should say on an 0-2 count. Long looking to Duvall, into the wine. Here comes the pitch, the 1-2 offering. He goes back to the curveball, and this one breaks low and inside for ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Westlake in their home white uniforms with the white pants and the white shoes, blue stirrups, blue hat with a red bill, and the Westlake logo on the front of the cap. Here's the 2-2 offering. That one's skied high in the infield and foul territory, and it looks like it will make the stands and into the concourse area. Bowie in their pinstripe pants, black pinstripe pants, the black uniforms with the white script Bowie across the front, and black numerals with a white outline on the back of the jersey. Slightly open stance here for Ben Merriman, the left fielder. Here's the 2-2. That one stays high for ball three. Chance trying to go to the fastball there on the outside part of the plate, and just missed his release point. Now a payoff pitch coming here with a full count to Ben Merriman, trying to work a two-out walk. Sam DeGilia looking down at third base, now turning around, and Merriman calls timeout. One thing about Chance Covert is he does have control of uh, multiple pitches. He doesn't have to throw a fastball here on 3-2. Let's see what he dials in. He winds, kicks, and fires. That one low and outside. He goes back to the fastball. And uh, he walks Merriman with two outs. First walk of the game issued by Chance Covert. And it's going to bring up a guy that uh, did not start in Tuesday's ballgame. Danny Rodriguez getting the start tonight at first base. So this will be his first at-bat of the series. He stands in from the right side. As Sam DeGilia gives... Rodriguez to start here in game two at Warner Field. Covert in the stretch, fires, and that one swung on and missed. Nice fastball there as Rodriguez couldn't come up with it. It's a healthy cut there from Rodriguez, but at the end he kind of peeled that head out. It's always the challenge, especially in high school baseball, trying to keep your head through the hitting zone as still as possible. Here's the 0-1 pitch. That fastball low and away for ball one. One ball, one strike, as Chance Covert often does. Changes speeds with his fastball. Moves the ball around quite a bit. Has a good slider, decent curveball. And standing in now is Rodriguez with a one-and-one count and two outs. Merriman gets his lead from first. He's there courtesy of a two-out walk. Comes right back with a fastball and blows it by Rodriguez. A swing and a miss. And it's one ball and two strikes with two outs here in the top of the second. No score. We've had one base runner in this ballgame, and that's Merriman at first base. Gets a healthy lead out to the cut of the turf. Now Rodriguez calls timeout. A little too much time as Chance Covert and Duvall try to get on the same page, relaying those signals in from J.T. Blair and Tyler Vale. One ball, two strikes. Chance has his pitch, comes set at the letters, and hits Rodriguez on a one-two count. And that'll create an opportunity for Tyler Thomason, another gentleman that did not have an opportunity to appear in Tuesday night's ballgame. So he'll have his first at-bat. So what was a, a quick inning to start things off here has turned into a bit of a jam for Chance Covert. He's walked and hit a batter. Merriman and Rodriguez. Rodriguez is on at first base, Merriman at second, and it'll bring up Tyler Thomason, the right fielder. Again, also bats from the right side, has a slightly open stance, about five foot eight, 160 pounds. He calls timeout as Chance Covert comes set, and the home plate umpire awards it to him. That one lined into right field for a base hit. Over is May. Comes up throwing. Cut is Braden Davis. He can't get there. It's up the line, and Bowie takes the lead. Tyler Thomason in his first start in the series gets his first hit and his first RBI, and just like that, Bowie leads one to nothing. So it brings around Merriman, advancing from first to second is Rodriguez. And Thomason is on at first base. It's going to bring up the nine-hole hitter, Sean McCullough. McCullough is the second baseman. So Rodriguez, the bottom third of the lineup for Sam DeGillia's ball club, did not play in Tuesday afternoon's game. Rodriguez, Thomason, and now McCullough. And uh, Thomason has come up with a big hit here in the top of the second on the game's first hit. It's an RBI single to right field. Had may come up and hit Braden Davis, his cutoff, man. There might have been a play at the plate because the ball was hit fairly hard into right field. But May's throw was off, and it led Duvall up the line. So Merriman is safe at home. And after a brief conversation with Tyler Vale, the pitching coach, Chance Covert trying to end the damage here and not revert back to the top of the order here in the second inning. Sean McCullough, right-handed hitting second baseman, stands in, carries the bat right around his shoulder. Covert has his sign, sets at the letters and the pitch, comes back with a fastball low for ball one. Again, as I mentioned, Rodriguez, Thomas, and McCullough did not appear in Tuesday's game. So the 7, 8, 9-hole hitters are fresh to this series. Over. Out of the stretch, here's the 1 0. That one chopped up towards short. Lustina gets it on the long hop. Long throw over to first base, and it is not in time. Again, the deepest part of shortstop, and Lustina, instead of charging it, veered over, veered over to the deep part of short. Had a long throw to try to get McCullough, and McCullough beat out the throw for an infield single. So that'll move Thomason up to second base. Rodriguez moves up to third, and the bases are loaded here in the top of the second. And Thaniel Bright will have an opportunity, grounded out to Theo Gillen his last time up on the first pitch of the game. Slightly open stance here. He's 0 for 1 in this ballgame. And uh, he had three hits, like I said, swung at the first pitch, didn't let me brag on him in the top half of the first. And now he stands in here with a chance to do some very big damage against Chance Covert and the Westlake Chaparrales. He went three for three with an RBI. And this one hard, down the line, foul, and it actually hits Rodriguez. Rodriguez tried to leap in the air, and it hit him flush off the hop. And here's how hard Fannie O'Brien just hit that ball down the third base line as he leapt up in the air. The ball caromed off the uh, lower extremities of Danny Rodriguez, and it caromed all the way into left field. Ethan Wilfong actually picked up the baseball in shallow left field. So... Dangerous situation there as Thani O'Bright turned that fastball around on a line down the third baseline. But he appears to be okay, jogging on his own power. Doesn't show signs of any limping there as he kind of has some words there for his teammate. But Thanie O'Bright will stand back in here. Three hits in the series, led the game off with a ground ball to Gillen at second. Ground ball would be a big deal here for Chance Covert. Here's the 0-1 pitch. That curveball slices the outside corner for a called. Strike two, beautiful job dropping that one in there. Lefty on righty matchup there, folks. The curveball, when thrown correctly by a left-hander, looks outside the entire time until the last moment where it slices across the plate. It's a good pitch right there, good pitcher's pitch from Chance Covert. Here's the 0-2. He comes back inside with another breaking ball. Looked like possibly the changeup. And Bright was ahead of it. Couldn't get his hands through. And kind of nubbed it foul over to the batter's box in front of the buoy dugout on the third base side. So Covert way ahead of Thanie O'Bright here. Lots of opportunities. Base is loaded. Here's the 0-2. He comes back with a fastball that's up and outside. Or ball one. Not a bad spot to miss there. High and outside. Maybe trying to induce a bit of a chase from Thanny O'Bright, who is over 1 in the ball game. One ball, two strikes, two gone, one run in on the RBI by Thomason. Here's the 1-2. Comes back to the curveball again. Strikes it foul down the third baseline. That one hung up a little bit more than Chance Covert would like. Again, when you're dealing with a right-handed hitter that has the opportunity to pull the baseball like Thanny O'Bright, you cannot throw a curveball and miss high and in. That is a dangerous pitch. If you want to throw that curveball, you got to, as a left-hander, you've got to be able to make sure that you can keep that ball down. You don't even care if it hops behind the plate. You need to bury that curveball deep inside where Thanie Bright cannot get his hands extended and hit that ball out in front of the plate. You got to get him chasing down and in. Almost acts like a backdoor slider if you throw it hard enough. One ball, two strikes, two outs, bases loaded of Bulldogs. Covert has a sign, trying to get out of a jam. And that one lined into right field for a base hit. And Rodriguez will score. May cuts the ball off down the line. Hustling around is Thomason, and he will score. A Quick throw from Davis over to Lustina at second. Sliding in head first is Thanny O'Bright, his fourth hit in the series. And Bowie leads three to one, or three to nothing, here in the top of the second. So a two-run double by Thani O'Bright drives in Rodriguez, drives in Thomason. McCullough moves from first to third on the double to right. And now Mason Winters will stand in. Mason 0 for 1, still searching for his first hit. Covert deals and misses down and in. Four ball one, already activity in the bullpen here. As Chance Covert racking up the pitches here early on, he sees the activity in the bullpen, trying to just get out of this jam, three to nothing. As Covert gives up two hits, all of this has happened with two outs. Here's the 1-0, this one dips low and away for ball two. Base open here with winners, Brody Miller, who struck out against Chance Covert, and that's Kind of the way baseball goes, folks, as smooth as this game started with both sides going down in order. Bowie's exploded offensively here with a two-out rally against Westlake in the top of the second. Here's the 2-0 pitch. That one grounded up first base, but foul. McCullough on at third base. He started. He actually followed up with an infield hit. There have been – it's two balls and one strike with two outs. Three runs, three hits for Bowie, and all of it happening with two outs. Here's the 2-1 offering from Chance Covert. And just a bit high, says our home plate umpire. And Mason Winters has a hitter-friendly 3-1 count here with a base open at first. Three balls, one strike, two gone, three runs already in for Bowie, and runners at second and third, a chance to do more damage for Bowie. And this one hit foul towards the dugout on the first base side. It ricochets off the rock wall behind J.T. Blair and Tyler Vale, and ricochets back towards the playing field. So it will load up the count, three balls, two strikes, two outs, as Westlake trying to slam the door here on the top of the third, and it's been a very busy one for Bowie, as they have impressed against the freshman, Covert. Payoff pitch coming here to winners, and this one is just outside for ball four. Again, good spot there for Chance Covert. Home plate umpire says that curveball just missed a little outside. And the bases are loaded again. Second walk issued in this inning by Chance Covert puts runners at first, second, and third with Brody Miller getting an opportunity here. The designated hitter who struck out swinging to end the top half of the first inning. Gets his second plate appearance here in the second. A chance to do some damage with runners on all bases here at Warner Field. First pitch coming here to the left-handed swinging designated hitter, Brody Miller. Covert kicks and fires. That's fastball cuts the outside corner for a called strike one. Just over half an hour into this one, folks, in the top of the second inning in a game that was moving quite quickly, but a wild second inning and a two-out rally by Bowie. And on the 0-1 pitch, coming back to the curveball was Chance Covert and swinging and fouling it away is Brody Miller. So Covert ahead of the left-handed swinging designated hitter who has that vertical stance, kind of shoulders the bat. Very tight-looking. Feet position. Here's the 0 2. Comes back with a curveball. Lines this one in the right field. Cole May angling over. Slides. Makes the grab. And folks, that was headed for extra bases and multiple runs. But Cole May, using his athleticism, cuts down the power alley and makes the grab on the slide for the final out of the inning. And it stops the bleeding for Chance Covert. Nine men come to the plate for the Bowie Bulldogs in the top half of the second. They score three runs. They do it with three hits. No errors and three men left on base. We head to the bottom of the second inning. Bowie leading Westlake, three to nothing. This is Westlake baseball.
3: Austin's new choice for BMW is proud to sponsor the Westlake chaps. Hendrick BMW of South Austin is transforming the luxury car buying experience with a 100,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility just five miles south of downtown. With over 250 new BMWs in stock, plus a great selection of certified BMWs, you'll score big with the Hendrick difference. It's an automotive experience beyond your expectations. It's a winning drive just off South I-35 at Stasney Lane and BMW of South Austin.
1: Hey Westlake fans, you've heard that phrase go local, right? Well, that's what the Velger Insurance Agency wants you to do when considering your insurance needs. Think about it. Would you want just an operator standing by or do you want advice from a trusted source that lives and works right here in the Westlake Nation? Jeff is your Farmers agent in the Hills of Westlake, and he can help you bundle all of your insurance needs just as easy as the Shaps score 6 on Friday night. Give him a shout today at 512-250-2334. Jeff is Farmers and Jeff is Westlake. Well, Patrick Calleby has a little bit of work in front of him here as Brayden Davis, Cole May, and Major Richie are the scheduled hitters. But the work done by the offense gives him a bit of a cushion as Calliope has now a three run lead. Three to nothing as Braden Davis steps in. Now Calliope wants to have a conversation with Starkey as catcher. Davis had his first loss of the season getting out dueled by Jonathan Easton and gave up just one run and sprayed six hits in his six inning performance. Went 0 for 3 at the plate with two strikeouts against Jonathan Easton, who now Calipi's got his signal set with his catcher. And Starkey settles in. And the fastball is called away. Four ball one. The Lefty into the wind and the pitch. This one swung on and missed. Good looking fastball there. Good looking swing. That's power on power between Calipi and Braden Davis. And he just came up empty. One ball, one strike. Calipi into the wind and the pitch. This one, high and outside, a check swing successfully from Braden Davis, and it's two balls and one strike. Again, three runs on three hits. Those three runs and the three hits all came with two outs in the top half of the second. A lot of baseball to play, and Westlake no doubt trying to just chip away, and they'd like to do that just starting this inning off with a base runner. They have not had many in this series. The 2-1 pitch is a fastball fouled straight back to the screen for strike two. Two balls, two strikes. Calopy into the wide and the pitch. Tries to drop in a curve ball, and this one slowed his arm angle way down and missed outside for ball three. Davis standing back in. Swings and miss, and he goes down, hacking third time this series he is struck out as Calippi sneaks a fastball by him on the inner half of the plate and there's one gone here in the bottom of the second inning going to bring up Cole May Cole May broke up the no-hitter with a seeing-eye single up the middle against Jonathan Easton and now another conversation coming here is Cole May takes a strike, and it looked like Starkey and Calliope got crossed up. That doesn't happen often, folks, where the pitcher and the catcher get crossed up and you get a strike. But May will stand in from the left side. Again, May reached base twice. Calliope comes back with a fastball, this one upstairs for ball one. Swing and a miss on the 1-1. One, one. Nice little curveball there from Calipi on the lefty-on-lefty matchup. And all confused was Cole May as he was on his heels swinging at that one low and away. So one ball and two strikes here. May already into the wind and the pitch goes right back to that breaking ball. And Cole May strikes out swinging. The ball gets away momentarily there as it hit the turf. But Starkey able to make the put out at first base with no problem. Back-to-back strikeouts. Three strikeouts in this ballgame for Patrick Calipi. Major Ritchie will stand in as the designated hitter. Played first base on Tuesday afternoon, went 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Second left-handed pitcher these guys have seen in this series. Not often that you have two starters here in high school baseball that are left-handed, and Calipi puts the fastball by Major Ritchie as he cuts on it and misses on the outside part of the plate. No balls, one strike, two outs, nobody on. 3-0 lead for Bowie, and Calopi comes right back with the fastball, and he dots the outside corner for a called strike two. So Major Richie way ahead of Calopi, or excuse me, way behind Calopi as he's into the wind and the pitch. This fastball low and away for ball one. One ball, two strikes, and now Ritchie calls time. It's granted curveball hit hard down to first base and this one gets by rodriguez and into right field again that's a tough error for rodriguez as it was a hard hit ball up the right side but he was in front of it tried to backhand it and it kind of went off his the heel of his glove so major richie gets on base with two outs as the error is made like i said tough error against major richie because you want to be able to give him the hit there but that should have been the inning, and Rodriguez, who did not start at first base on Tuesday night, delivers the first error of the night, and it's going to bring up Chapel Stewart, who bats from the right side, and he looks at a fastball that slices the middle of the plate for a called strike one. Chapel 0 for three with three strikeouts. Again, 14 Ks from Jonathan Easton, just a brilliant performance, dominant the entire ball game as he gets the complete game shutout. Quick move from Calipi over to first base and Major Ritchie not necessarily the threat to run, but they just want to keep the big man honest at first base. A stretch at the belt from Calipi. And the pitch. Fastball just off the outside corner for ball one. Yeah, I think Starkey would have gotten a little bit more out of that pitch had he had not moved his glove. I think he actually did more damage with that frame attempt than he did with the ball just kind of sticking Into his mitt. Here's the 1-1 to Calopi. This one low for ball two. Just below the knees there. Good spot in the strike zone, but just low. 2-1 pitch coming here to Chapel Stewart, who has a chance... To try to put the ball in play here and create a little magic. Try to chip away at this 3-0 lead that Bowie has currently. Here's the 2-1. This one is going to get away. And advancing from first to second is Richie. He's going to make a long turn and head to third. Here comes the throw. It is not in time. Major Richie swipes second and third on the pass ball by Starkey. Oh, the big man turned on the Jets between second and third. And the head first slide, and he is safe. So, again, on the pass ball, it hopped all the way, and he turned on the Jets. Good strong throw from Starkey, and he slides in safely. Chapel Stewart on the 3-1, pops it out of play for strike two. Tying run in the on-deck circle here in the bottom of the second inning. Three runs, three hits, an error for Bowie. No runs, no hits, no errors for Westlake. Here's the payoff pitch coming to Chapel Stewart. This one hit hard into center field and this one's gonna make it over Bright's head. Westlake scores the first run of the ball game. Chapel Stewart rounding second, he's headed to third. He's got time to get a triple. He slides in, an RBI triple to dead center field and Chapel Stewart drives in Westlake's first run of the ball game. So a 2 out rally, and uh, Patrick Calipi has given up the first run of the ball game. uh, So it's up to Nathan Duvall to kind of keep things going as he now represents the tying run. Duvall stands in for the first time and swings and misses at a fastball. Duvall went 0-for-2 with a strikeout in Tuesday night's affair. Incidentally, for Chapel Stewart, we'll give you his uh, stats here in just a moment after the 0-1 offering to Duvall, this one a curveball that stays low and inside for ball one. For Chapel Stewart, that is his fourth hit of the season and his first triple as the 1-1 pitch breaking ball stays outside for ball two. Two balls, one strike, two outs. Stewart gets his lead from third base. Here's the 2-1 fastball hit in the air to right field. Should be playable here for Thomason. He gets a good break, settles under it. But Westlake able to scratch a run with an RBI triple by Chapel Stewart. So with that, in the bottom of the second inning, the Shafts get one run on one hit. There was an error, and one man left on base. We played two full here from Warner Field. Bowie leads Westlake 3-1. to one. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. Whether you're watching football hanging at the tailgate or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin. I and
3: mean, if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever like kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football.
1: And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees it's the perfect shirt for all occasions.
0: Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night.
1: Find your design at Cricket Shirts. Hey, us
3: Texans, we have a lot in common. We have a lot of state pride, we all love football, and we all love our Tex-Mex. Well, now my friends at the Carroll's Cafe and Cantina are giving you the chance to get your Tex-Mex fix right after you get your Friday Night Lights football fix. After the Friday Night Lights are done and the fourth quarter ends, the Carroll's Cafe and Cantina will kick off its fifth quarter, staying open late so you can enjoy the best Tex-Mex in the ATX after watching some of the best high school football in the ATX. Getting a Tex-Mex state of mind with the Carroll's Cafe and Cantina, the best Tex-Mex in the ATX. Thanks. <laughs>
1: Hustle play all the way around by Major Ritchie as he was able to draw his way on. As he reached on an error, good hustle by Ritchie as a pass ball got by Starkey. He was able to move to second and to third on that one pass ball. And then Chapel Stewart made it pay. First pitch swinging here to Starkey as we've batted around already. Again, Starkey led off, or excuse me, I should say, uh, Starkey led off the uh, top of the second inning, grounded out to Mike Listina's his first time up. He is 0 for 1, but of course that was just the beginning as nine Bowie Bulldogs came to the plate in the second in that three run effort. Now, chance covert, a little bit of a life breathed back in to the Chaparrales after that uh, exciting RBI triple from Chapel Stewart and heads up base running by Major Ritchie, the designated hitter. He's fallen behind Starkey here with a ball on the inside part of the plate. Comes back with a fastball. This one chopped foul. So one ball and two strikes. As Starkey is fouled off two pitches here in this at bat, staying exclusively on the inside part of the plate is Chance Covert. Let's see if he goes away here on the 1 2 offering. This one again, low and in with that curveball as it hits the turf, as I like to call it. And it's a turf infield, grass outfield here at Warner Field. Brand-new blue background here as the wall has been installed. Instead of the yellow home run line, it is a red in the Westlake colors. Now the 2-2 pitch hops in. Again, another curveball. And that'll load the count against Starkey here to lead things off in the top of the third. Full count here to Starkey as those pebbles from the turf get on home plate. Not often you see a home plate umpire on a turf field wipe the plate clear. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. Here's the payoff pitch from Covert to Starkey. Comes back with a fastball, and that one catches the inside corner for a called strike three. So Starkey goes down looking for the first out of the inning here in the top of the third. And four-chance Covert. That is his second strikeout. And it'll bring up John Estrada, who grounded out back two-chance Covert his last time up. Estrada standing in from the right side, as we mentioned, a close stance from the third baseman. And he looks at a breaking ball wide. Four ball one. The 1-0 offering, a foul ball back towards the screen as it ricochets off the brick wall and comes all the way back to Chance Covert, no doubt. Home plate umpire wants to take a look at that for a cut. Looks like everything's cool, but he's going to get a new ball no matter what. Estrada waiting on the 1-1. into the wind and the pitch. This one, a curveball, swung on and missed. Nice job there as that curveball kind of broke at the last moment there from Chance. And he got it by Estrada. A little high in the zone, but just effective enough. Now the 1-2 pitch as Covert winds and deals. This one swung on and missed. Another breaking ball, and down goes Estrada. Back-to-back strikeouts here as Covert has checked himself after a walk and a hit by pitch along with a couple of base hits. Got him in trouble in the top of the second. He is back to form here in the top of the third with back-to-back strikeouts of Travis Starkey and John Estrada. We'll send up Ben Merriman, and this is the gentleman that he walked after getting ahead of him. They kind of started the ball rolling here as he stands in from the right side. No official plate appearance. He comes back inside with a breaking ball to Merriman, and it's low and inside for ball one. The left fielder standing in. Has a hit in the series, a big-time double in Tuesday's game. Comes back inside, and Merriman jerks it foul. Nice fastball there. Well off the plate, but it got Merriman's bat out in front. That's exactly what these young pitchers need to do against these right-handed hitters, especially left-handers. Pound the ball inside. That's what Covert did just then. A lot of guts on the mound from the lefty to go inside, and a guy like Merriman, who has some pop, he comes back to a breaking ball. This one just sails low and outside for ball two. Two balls and one strike, two outs, one run, one hit. No errors for Westlake. Three runs, three hits, an error for Bowie. Here's the 2-1 offering to Merriman. Swung on and chopped foul at the third base side. Went back to that changeup. And Covert likes to throw that changeup early in the count, to try to get ahead as it breaks away from right-handed hitters. So now a two-ball, two-strike count with two gone and nobody, out, nobody on in the top of the third. Into the wind and the 2-2. That fastball, actually that breaking ball actually hops in. Covert doesn't have much change in demeanor when it comes to his different pitches. The arm angle is the exact same. The activity is just the same. But now a payoff pitch coming to Merriman. And he comes right back with a fastball. And this one chopped foul. Again, Covert just trying to change speeds here with Merriman. But he is not fooled. Merriman's pretty much on Covert right now and trying to keep him off the base paths here. Payoff pitch coming. Covert into the line, The pitch. This one skied high in the air to shallow center field. Chapel Stewart coming on. He is gonna make the play with one hand. Gotta use two hands, Chapel. Again, that uh, that right arm still struggling just a bit with that shoulder injury, but he reaches up and makes the grab to retire the side. So, Bowie retired in order in the top of the third inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and no men left on base. We head to the bottom of the third inning. Westlake trailing Bowie 3-1. to one. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball. All right, we're live inside of Texas Honey Ham. Joe Taylor, alongside Taco Rob. Taco Rob, we know about the tacos at Texas Honey Ham. We know how great breakfast is. I've got this big office meeting coming up later this week. Can I just do box lunches where everybody can just order what they want?
2: Oh yeah, we got
0: box lunches that come with a cold sandwich, cookie, and a chip. We could do a club box lunch, a pulled pork box lunch. We're even now offering a half a sandwich and a tiny salad box lunch for the healthy people. He's
1: Taco Rob from Texas Honey Ham. They're changing the world one taco at a time. Thanks, man. Thank you.
2: Plan your catering event at texashoneyham.com.
0: The STEAM Team knows the value of customer satisfaction. As a locally owned Westlake business, the STEAM Team is committed to serving its community. As proud sponsors of Westlake Athletics, they have over two decades of experience in cleaning and maintaining commercial and residential flooring, upholstery, air ducting, tile, and much more. The STEAM Team can even take care of your area rugs, and they're experts in cleaning natural stone and hardwood floors. Call for a free quote today at 451-TEAM. That's 451 or click steamteamcom
1: We welcome you back to live coverage. It'll be the 9-1-2 scheduled hitters, and we already have a pinch hitter for Chance Covert, and it's going to be Noah Cannon. Noah Cannon with his... Seventh plate appearance. He's at three at-bats, has a 333 average. His one hit, a single, has two RBIs, a run scored, and a walk. He has struck out one time, hit by a pitch once. So he has been on base in his six plate appearances, and he stands in here with a slightly open stance, his first at-bat in district play. And Calipi out for his third inning of work, and misses wide outside. Cannon, a big dude who can absolutely swing the bat. Here's the 1-0. And he takes a healthy cut and a fastball and comes up empty for strike one. Got a chance to see Noah hit batting practice before Friday night's game against Sam Marcus. Thought we might see him in that ball game, but nonetheless, he's getting his opportunity here against Bowie. And the curveball here from Calopy, you can see he babies that curveball. He has not in a lot of confidence in it. It allows the hitters to kind of zero in on anything straight. Here's the 2-1. He comes back with a fastball. This one hit down the line, and it is foul, just foul, as it hops over the third-base bag. Put a good barrel on that one, did Noah Cannon, and that'll even up the count at two balls and two strikes. Nobody on as Cannon leads things off, batting for chance covert in the nine hole. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Fastball swung on and missed. Actually, probably took a little off that, did Calopi. So Cannon goes down swinging for the first out of the inning. and It'll rotate the lineup back to the top of the order we go as Ethan Wolfong will stand in. He swung at the first pitch he saw in the bottom of the first and popped out to the second baseman, Sean McCullough. He stands in on the right side as Wolfong searching for his first hit of the series. He is 0 for 1. Wolfong having a heck of a season battling 371, and he comes up empty on a fastball. No balls in one strike. Calipi kind of has a herky-jerky motion as he lets the ball loose. Here's the 0-1, and he misses low and away for ball one. And, again, it's not any knock on him. It actually is kind of a form of deception. He has a different release point, it seems like, on that fastball. Kind of just – slings it through the zone, but he looks effortless in the 1-1 pitch, and that one blown right by Wilfong on the outside part of the plate. Good pitch were there by Calopy. Here's the 1-2 offering. He rocks and fires and delivers the breaking ball. This one stays upstairs and outside for ball two. Two balls, two strikes, one out, nobody on. 3-1, Bowie with the lead. All three runs scored in the second. Here's the 2-2. Two, two. This one swung on and missed by Wilfong as he comes up empty on the uh, breaking ball from Calopy. And down goes Ethan Wilfong for the second out. So back-to-back strikeouts. That's exactly how the bottom of the second began. That's five strikeouts. And it's going to bring up Theo Gillen, who grounded out to Calipi, his last time up, hit a a one-hopper back to him, and Calipi was able to put a glove on it and retire him. Gillen looks at a fastball that hops in and bounces away from Starkey. Now trying to scratch a run here in the third. Again, the tying run in the on-deck circle in the person of Reese McCray, But Gillen at the top of the order trying to put a barrel on the ball as a lefty-on-lefty matchup commences. Fastball misses high and away for ball two. And you can tell the respect for the freshman. He is well-known in these parts. In fact, a lot of folks have been waiting for him to get to high school. Here's the 2-0 offering. This one misses outside for ball three. Is Calipi not trying any funny business with Theo Gillen as he understands exactly who he's dealing with at the plate? Very talented freshman. Ranked nationally as a player. Here's the 3-0 offering. Nobody allowed to swing on 3-0, not even Gillen. And he looks at a fastball that splits the plate. Three balls, one strike, two gone here in the bottom of the third. Gillen looks at a 3-1 and hammers it into left there. And it's going to fall for a hit down the line. And chasing it up the line is Merriman. It's going to bounce up against the wall. Gillen cruises in with a two-out double. So Gillen with his first hit of the series, he goes the other way. Merriman tried to come in and make a play on the ball, and the ball hops right by him. And Theo Gillen is aboard with a two-out double. And that's exactly what we were talking about. You can't mess around with Theo Gillen. He's got the ability to hit the ball to all fields. And that time he took an outside fastball the other way and hammered it down the left field line. Merriman had a tough time coming over. And when the ball skipped by him, it was an easy double for Gillen. It's going to bring up Reese McCray, now representing the tying run, and he swings and drives one down the third baseline, and it is just foul. McCray got the head of the bat out on that fastball from Calipi, and right now the chaparral seem to be dialed in. Calipi, again, struggled with the placement on the curveball, and this is going to draw a visit from Steve Velasquez. Hey, personal note, Steve Velasquez was my pitching coach when I was at Saint Edward's, that's how long he's been around. Is he first moved to high school out of the uh, out of our pitching coach position? Caught up with him in high school when he was the pitching coach at Aikens, and then when Sam DeGilia took over at Bowie, Velasquez was plucked and been a part of the staff ever since. And you won't find a lot of guys like Steve Velasquez who knows so much about not just pitching and mechanics, but situational pitching and that's exactly what velasquez was going out there to tell calipi he's like look you you got the first two guys out you need to have confidence in that curveball. right now they're sitting on the fastball so he's got to develop that confidence in his deuce here's the 0-1 offering to reese mccray fastball low inside for ball one good eye there from reese so if you're just joining us bowie put three runs on the board in a two-out rally in the top of the second Westlake scratched a run on an RBI triple by Chapel Stewart, and now they're threatening with the tying run at the plate. And Theo Gillen at second after a two-out double down the left field line. Here's the 1-1, but no, timeout is called. And I can't tell if it was Reese that called timeout or Starkey that called timeout. That's one way to get your pitcher to step off. Call timeout from the catcher's spot. One ball, one strike, two outs. The set at the belt and the 1-1. This one hit towards shortstop, gobbling it up as winners. Winners with a long throw, double clutch, but he got him just in time as Rodriguez makes the catch as McCray goes by. But a little bit of damage as Theo Gillen shows some pop the other way before the Chaparral's in the bottom of the third inning. No runs on a hit. There were no errors, and one man left on base. We played three full as Westlake heads to the top of the fourth inning. Bowie leading 3-1. This is Westlake Baseball. Hey, Westlake fans, you hear me every week talk about the white. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake baseball. Joe Taylor joining you. Apologies for that uh, silence there. We kind of hopped off the air for a moment, but themes seem to be working just fine now. It'll be the bottom end of the order here to face Chance Covert in his fourth inning of work. It'll be Rodriguez, Thomason, and McCullough. And that was the kiss of death last time around after he got to two outs. And Travis Starkey got back-to-back strikeouts. And Starkey and Estrada and then – or excuse me, he got back-to-back outs. And on the 1-0 pitch, Rodriguez takes a curveball on the outside corner for a called strike one. Got Starkey to ground out to short. Estrada grounded out right back to him. Then he walked Marion, hit Rodriguez. Thomason came up with an RBI single. McCullough got an infield single, and then a two-run double by Thanie O'Bright. And that's where we stand here. It's a 3-1 lead as we play baseball here in the top of the fourth. Another breaking ball there. It just hangs and hovers over the plate for a called strike, two. Beautiful-looking pitch right there, despite the groans from the Bowie faithful folks. That was a beautiful pitch. One-two offering, Chance Covert into the wind and the pitch. This one hit hard down the first baseline, but it is foul into the Westlake bullpen. Again, a beautiful night for baseball, folks, as we see the familiar hoodies, jackets with shorts. Again, a little uh, probably our last cool game for a while As looking at the forecast ahead. We're headed towards April and May weather as – As the upper 80s and uh, next Thursday, we actually are scheduled to hit 90 degrees, so the heat is already on the way. Here's the one-two from Covert. He delivers a curveball that catches the inside corner for a called strike three. Rodriguez, befuddled, has nothing to do but look at it as Rodriguez strikes out looking. Second time that Covert's done that. As he goes down swinging, he is 0 for 1, but Reached base and scored in the ballgame. That is Covert's fourth strikeout of the ballgame. Tyler Thomason, who had a RBI single in his first at-bat of the series, stands in with nobody on and one out in the top of the fourth. Westlake trailing 3-1. to one. Here's the 1-0 offering. His chance is into the wind and the pitch. Nice fastball there as it clips the outside corner for a called strike one. And you can see why. Again, not a a lot of freshmen get the opportunity to start for a 6A Texas high school baseball team, folks. But Covert has the control around both sides of the plate, which is why he is the game two starter as a freshman. The 1-1 dips low and away. for ball two, but just has a command of every pitch he throws, and that is not normal from a freshman. Here's the 2-1 offering. Delivers the fastball that stays high and outside for ball three. So hitters count here for Thomason. He already has one of Bowie's three hits as he drove in Merriman to get the scoring started for the Bulldogs in the top of the second. They ended up with three runs on three hits. Now here's the 3-1 from Covert. This one fouled at the screen. And that'll load up the count here with one out and nobody on for Thomason. Count is full. Three balls, two strikes, one out. Three runs, three hits, an error for Bowie. One run, two hits, no errors for Westlake. First time Westlake has scored in the series with that RBI triple from Chapel Stewart. Here's the full count pitch and this one stays outside for ball four gets away momentarily from Duvall a sprint from Thomason but cooler heads have prevailed there as Duvall is tracked down the baseball so a one-out walk to Thomason second time he has been aboard here in this ball game came around to score on the two runs double by Thanny O'Bright. and now McCullough stands in with the double play in order and that is exactly what Westlake is in. Double play, depth, and Reese McRae not worried about a bunt. He is even with the bag at third base. McCullough standing in. He had the uh, the uh, bounding ball to deep short. This time he drills one into right center field. May comes on, yeah. makes the catch. It's out. That No, they're going to call him. They're going to call the ball safe. So at third base, And now nobody's home, and this is gonna score a run. Wow, this is just unfortunate as the field umpire called for a moment. There's gonna be time called, and JT Blair is hot because Cole May caught the baseball. The field umpire called it safe. He thought it hopped. They're gonna visit about it. I'm not too sure how the home plate umpire is going to overturn this call. But a fly ball that is in shallow right center field. Cole May came on, made the shoestring grab, but the field umpire called it a safe hit. Coming around to score was Thomason. So for the moment, if the play stands, the run will score. And everyone is confused, including Cole May, because when Cole caught it, wow. Cole caught the ball and threw back to first base it would have been the end of the inning but instead the fourth run of the ball game scores so sean mccullough gets credit for an rbi single and advances to second base on the throw to first base and tyler thomason comes all the way around to score it is four to one and folks circle that play because the field umpire robbed Westlake of a double play. He clearly missed it. And I apologize for my lack of ability to describe that because Cole May caught that baseball, folks. That did not hop off the grass. He caught it and immediately threw to first base. But in that moment, the home plate umpire, now here's a hard hit ball to left field as Danny O'Bright has his fifth hit of this series. Coming up, throwing is Wilfong, stopping at third base is McCullough. So now runners at the corners with one out as Thanie O'Bright picks up another hit. So now Mason Winters will bat. He's 0 for 1 with a walk left stranded back in the second. And Thaniel O'Bright continues his onslaught. Three hits in game one. And now two hits tonight, including a two-run double in the second. But all interest is in right field on a very interesting call by the field umpire on a presumably caught ball by Cole May. Chance Covert fires back over to first base. Back in time is Thanie O'Bright. So just to catch you up, Danny Rodriguez struck out looking. Tyler Thomason walked. Sean McCullough delivered a pop fly to right center field. Cole May made the catch in right field and looked to double off Tyler Thomason, who is on the move to second and third base. He never stopped running until he got to third base as Mason Winters takes a ball up high in the zone and just inside. But when Colmey caught the ball, he thought he'd caught it and immediately went to double off Thomason at first base. He made the throw, but the field umpire called him safe. Looking at the ball hopping off the grass outfield, that was his interpretation. Here's the 1-0. Duvall fakes the throw to second, is swiping it safely. Is Thani O'Bright. So now runners at second and third. It's a four-to-one lead. Four runs, five hits, and error. One run, two hits, no errors for Westlake. As Mason Winters takes the strike at the plate. One ball, one strike, one out. With runners at second and third for Chance Covert. He kicks and fires, swung on and missed as he opts for the changeup. And waving right through it as Mason Winters. Good job missing. When you miss high with a changeup to a right-handed hitter when you're a left-handed pitcher, you have to miss wide. And that's exactly what Chance did there. He missed high and wide, which made the ball look a little bit better than it did in the eyes of Mason Winters. Here's the one-two. A strikeout would be big. He goes right back to a fastball in that same location. And that's good pitching right there from Chance Cover. That tells me that he is more than a thrower. He knew exactly what he wanted to do there. They wanted in, they wanted the same location but a quicker pitch, trying to take advantage of Winters' eyes up top. So they went for the changeup, then they went back to the fastball, and that's good discipline there by Winters taking that pitch upstairs. Here's the two-two. He kicks and fires. This one hammered down the third baseline, but foul into the Bowie bullpen. So a little bit of controversy as there was in game one. That one has a bit more of a cleaner explanation, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But controversy will uh, be the order of the inning here in the top of the fourth. Swing and a miss on a changeup on the 2-2 pitch, and down goes Mason Winters. So that'll be the second out of the inning, second strikeout in the inning, and the fifth strikeout. Four-chance covert, and it's going to bring up Brody Miller, and that is a big, big out. Four-chance covert with runners at second and third. Again, can't control the field umpire's call in right field, but Cole May... Caught the ball in the outfield, tried to double off Thomason, but in his effort to catch the ball, the field umpire said he did not catch it, which allowed Thomason to come around and score the fourth run of the ball game for Bowie. Now Brody Miller with runners on second and third, missing way outside with a breaking ball is Chance Covert and sliding all the way into the right-handed hitter's batter's box is Nathan Duvall. Nice little glove save there by Nathan as he keeps the runners at bay. McCullough at third, Bright at second. Bright with his second hit of the ball game. Now the fastball on the 1-0 pitch is just off the plate for ball two. That one looked pretty good, maybe just below the knees there at the tail end. But it set up a a hitter-friendly count here for Brody Miller, who is 0 for 2, struck out and flied to right his last time up. Here's the 2-0 offering with runners at second and third. Covert misses inside for ball three. There's a place to put Brody Miller to load the bases here, but Covert trying to get out of a jam that necessarily isn't his fault. Probably should have ended the inning with the catch in right field that was ruled a hit. As McCullough gets credit for the RBI, he gets his lead from third. Now the ball hit up towards the hole between third and short. It's a base hit. One run is in. Here comes the second run, sliding in safely. And here's the throw down to second base. It is not in time. So 2 runs score here as Sean McCulloch comes in, as does Thani O'Bright. And Brody Miller steps up with two outs and delivers. On the RBI single, the two-run single, he advances to second on the throw home. There was a throw-down attempt, but now Bowie leads six to one, and now we have to point to that missed call in the outfield as Bowie is yet another three spot here in the fourth to double up their lead six to one. So Brody Miller with a two-run single to left field in between the hole at third and short. Stepping out is Starkey. Starkey stands in 0 for 2. Grounded out to short and struck out his last time up to lead off the top of the third. And now here in the fourth, he gets another plate appearance. And a 6-1 game with a runner in scoring position. Covert ops for the deuce and drops it in for a called strike on the outside part of the plate. Westlake would have been out of the inning had the catch in right field had been ruled and out. Had a chance at a double play at first base because Thomason had already rounded second. The umpire called, ruled, I should say, that Cole May did not. And you're hearing the Bowie faithful. Here's the 0-1. This one fouled at the plate by Starkey. You're hearing some of the Bowie crowd yell balk. He's There was time called when he stepped off the mound. And he stepped off the mound properly as a left-hander. And sometimes parents get a little excited at baseball games at the high school level, and that's understandable. No balls, two strikes, two outs. Just wanted to make sure that we were giving you the honest description here on the play-by-play. Here's the 0-2. And down goes Starkey looking as that fastball slices the outside part of the plate. But controversy and damage done here in the top of the fourth. The Bowie Bulldogs get three runs. They do it on two hits. There were no errors, and one man left on base. We've played three and a half innings here from Warner Field, and Bowie leads Westlake 6-1. to one. This is Westlake Baseball.
0: When you buy or sell a piece of property, it helps to have a friend in the business. Independence Title will pick up the ball on your transaction and take it across the go line. Independence is locally owned right here in Austin with deep roots in the Westlake community. Independence is also the Austin Business Journal's number one title company. Work with a home team at Independence Title. Call 329-5299 or go to IndependenceTitle.com. Battle for barbecue supremacy. Warriors pit prime meats, secret sauces, and recipes against one another. Yet one champion stands alone. Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. In the modern-day vernacular, where bad means good, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue has the worst barbecue in Texas.
1: We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake baseball. Okay, controversy. It's been a theme here in the Bowie-Westlake series. In the first inning, bottom of the first inning on Tuesday afternoon's game, there were runners at all bases. It was loaded. When a ball was struck off the bat of a a Bowie player, and that ball actually struck the runner at first base, actually waved off a two-run single off uh, the bat of John Estrada. The 0-1 pitch here, swinging and missing at it is Braden Davis, as it will be the 4-5 and 6-hole hitters due to face Patrick Calopy, who is out for his fourth inning of work. A comfy 6-1 lead for the lanky left-hander. And he gets ahead of Braden Davis as he fouls off the 0-1 with a strike. Here's the 0-2 to Davis, and he looks at a fastball away for ball one. So, the controversy there was the ball actually did hit the runner, which is interference and in an automatic out. Runners would go back to their original locations, but it was the third out of the inning. So, the two run single, those runs were waved off. Now, here's the kicker the single actually counts. So, the batter does get credit for the hit. And uh, so, with that, there was the interference. 2 2 pitch is ripped foul and out of play for Braden Davis searching for his first hit of the series. The controversy tonight, though, a far different situation. And Sam DeGilia as this one chopped up the third base line, tough play here, but it's going to roll foul. So, so again, Estrada was the batter with the bases loaded. And he hit the ball to the right side. That ball was going to get through for a hit, but it struck the runner at first base and created an interference call. Tonight, Cole May with one out, made a shoesting grab in right center field. But the field umpire ruled that it hit the ground. Now here's a hard hit ball gloved by John Estrada at third base. Long throw over as a brilliant play and a hard hit ball off the bat of Braden Davis is turned into out number one. Nice play there by Estrada as he gloved it. That ball had a wicked hop, and he was able to just turn his mid over and make that play at third base. Nicely done there. So one gone here in the bottom of the fourth inning on the ground out to third by Braden Davis. It'll bring up Colme, who struck out swinging for the second out of the bottom of the second inning. He's here in the fourth with nobody on, and he looks at a curveball that's just low for ball one. And Colme... Made a shoestring grab in right field. This time he hits a soft ground ball that's bobbled yeah, briefly here by the second baseman, McCullough, and he cannot recover. So May will reach on the error. Second time in this series he has reached on an error. And Cole May is aboard here. So the second error for Bowie is by the second baseman, McCullough. And it's going to bring up Major Ritchie, who reached on an error his last time up and reached on the air by the shortstop, so the middle of the infield has two errors tonight for Bowie. But a 6-1 lead. Major Richie going to try to make him pay here as he rips at a uh, slow-moving curveball from the left-handed throwing Callope, and he swings right through it for strike one. 0-1 offering here is Richie is back in the left-handed hitter's batter's box. And Richie 0-for-1 technically, but walked and scored. And he swings at a breaking ball, fouls it off at the plate. No balls and two strikes. Richie reached on the air by the shortstop and then was able to advance to second on a pass ball and then stole third on that same pass ball. So he gets credit for second base via the pass ball. And he gets credit for third, and that is a stolen base. May gets his lead from first base. Richie down, no balls and two strikes, and a bit of a cat and mouse game here with Calippe as the umpire wants Richie back at the box. Here's the O2 offering, a stretch at the belt by Calippe, and the pitch comes back with a breaking ball low and away, and it is, and it is strike three as Richie swings and misses at a curveball low and away for the second out of the inning and for a moment it looked like Travis Starkey thought he had to throw down to first base, but first base was occupied. He's going to use the excuse that May got a little too far off, and good job Rodriguez there by at least blocking the ball. That'll bring up Chapel Stewart, who has an RBI triple in this ballgame, first triple of the season for him, fifth hit of the season, and now breaking is May. This one gets by Starkey. He's going to slide in safely with a stolen base. You have to give credit to uh, Cole May there as he had that bag stolen before the ball got to Starkey. It just helped him out. That Starkey was unable to make that play. That's another pass ball against Starkey, and it's a 1-0 count here as Chapel Stewart tries to recover some of the magic that he had in the bottom of the second as they answered with an RBI triple. Here's the 1-0 from Callopey. This one, a fastball that catches the outside corner for a called strike one. Six runs, six hits, two errors for Bowie. Run, run, two hits, no errors for Westlake. But May aboard, courtesy of the error by McCullough at second. But he sandwiched a ground a ground out by Braden Davis, and now a curveball that sinks low and away, but Stewart somehow got a looping swing on it to foul it off towards the Bowie dugout on the third base side. Chapel Stewart hit his triple to dead center field, got it over the head of Thanny O'Bright. But now he's down one ball and two strikes with two outs here in the fourth. Here comes the fastball and a swing and a miss as Chapel Stewart is down swinging for the third out of the inning. Two strikeouts in that inning for Calipi as Calipi has struck out seven hitters here in this ball game And that'll do it for the fourth inning as the Westlake Chaparrales offer no runs on no hits. There was an error. And one man left on base. We played four full innings here from Warner Field. Your score, Westlake trailing buoy 6-1. to one. This is Westlake Baseball.
3: Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes is from right here
1: in Austin. As you know, Austin has several fine burger establishments. That's why we're especially proud that Zagat has rated Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes the number one burger in Austin. So is it Zagat or Zagat's? Hmm, like I said, there are several good burger places here in Austin, but as you know, there's good and then there's mighty fine. Mighty fine burgers, fries, and shakes. Choosing the right bank for your business or project can be a challenging decision. What services can I get? What's the best move for me? The best move for Westlake is Plains Capital Bank. They work here, they live here, and they raise their families right here in Westlake. They're committed to Westlake Athletics. They've got the big bank tools with community bank service. Go to plainscapital.com or simply stop by the Westlake branch located just behind the shops at Mira Vista on Bee Caves just west of Mopac. Working for Westlake right here in Westlake. Plains Capital Bank, member FDIC we welcome you back to the top of the fifth inning new blood for Westlake on the mound it'll be right hander Brady Wilkin Wilkin a 1-0 record with a save one out of one for save opportunities here he's given up five runs eight hits three of those runs are earned he's walked seven struck out eleven He's hit two batters, has an ERA of 2.17. And in his brief return from Tommy John surgery, it's been a long, long road back for Brady Wilkin, but he stepped up in the Del Valley, or excuse me, he stepped up in the San Marcos series. got a save in the Del Valley series in game two. And his first pitch as he starts John Estrada off with a strike on the outside corner. So Brady Wilkin had a save in the Del Valley game and then came back and pitched in extra innings and won the San Marcos game in that extra inning affair. He rolls up another deuce for ball one and misses high. One ball, one strike, nobody out. 6-1 your score. Bowie leading Westlake. Wilkin comes back with a fastball. This one hammered down the right field line, but foul as he kept that ball up and out. Again, Wilkins not going to overpower you all that much, but he does have that hook, and that hook is deadly because he can both spot that curveball and use it as an out pitch. Here's the one-two offering. Another deuce that uh, slides high for ball two that will even up the count to Estrada. Estrada, Merriman, and Rodriguez, the scheduled hitters, here in the top of the fifth inning. Here's the two-two. Comes back with another breaking ball. Duvall springs from his crouch to block that one, despite the fact that nobody was on base. Good effort there by the catcher. And a load the count against John Estrada. We mentioned he is a closed stance in Estrada, 0 for 2 with a strikeout. And this one misses for ball four. So Ben Merriman will stand in here. Merriman flew out to center field to end the top of the third, walked and scored in that three-run second. It's been a pair of three-run innings in the second and the fourth. Bowie getting three runs. That's how they lead six to one. So Estrada aboard with the leadoff walk, and it brings up Merriman, who is 0 for one. Merriman with with that long double, but he squares around a bunt, and this one is bunted foul back behind home plate. Get Merriman there, just trying to – squeeze out a hit if you will he tried to catch reese mccray napping at third base he was even with the bag not expecting merriman to bunt but when he squared around uh, i think reese even though his size may think you may think he is slow he is not he was on board with that bunt attempt pretty quickly here's the 0-1 offering and this one's going to get away as it hops in front of the plate Wild pitch there from Brady Wilkin, and trotting up into scoring position is John Estrada. So now runners in scoring position here is Ben Marion stands in with a one ball, one strike count. 0 for one in tonight's ball game, had the big double in his first at bat. Here's the one one pitch. Quick check of him. He squares around to bunt and bunts this one into Nathan Duvall. Duvall kind of got clipped there, and folks have been on the working end of that a lot in my career as a player, and that one is no fun at all. When a runner squares around a bunt and does not bunt it fair, bunts it foul back behind, you can't read that hop as a catcher, and it slides into that area that is not protected, and for... Nathan Duvall looks like it kind of caught him on the inside part of the catching gear on his right leg. Ouch. That's that inside part of your calf. So Merriman stands in, down one ball and two strikes. Strata gets his lead. He's aboard with a walk, advanced, and a wild pitch. And he gets his lead from second base. One ball, two strike count here to Merriman. Wilkin kicks and fires, and a big looping curveball is swung on and missed by Ben Merriman. So Merriman strikes out swinging for out number one, and it'll bring up Danny Rodriguez, who struck out looking against Chance Covert to lead things off in the fourth. But then controversy as Thomason walked. McCullough drove him in with an RBI single, and then Thanie O'Bright lifted what would be called a single. Or, excuse me, Sean McCullough lifted what would have been an out, although the field umpire ruled it. A no-catch, which allowed McCullough to come around and score. I should say Thomason came around to score on that uh, controversial call. McCullough was able to drive in. McCullough was the one that hit the ball. That was not ruled a catch. Danny O'Bright came back with with a single and a run scored, and it led to the first of three runs. Here's the 1-0 offering here to Rodriguez. And Wilkins sneaks a fastball by Rodriguez. Rodriguez in this ballgame 0-for-1. He was hit by a pitch to lead things off in the second. And he came around to score in that three-run second inning for Bowie. He stands in 0-for-1 in this ballgame and now calls timeout as Wilkin just going through a series of signs with Duvall. Again, even count here against Danny Rodriguez. One ball, one strike, one out. Six runs, six hits, two errors for Bowie. One run, two hits, no errors for Westlake. Looping curveball is fouled off at the plate and out of play down the right field side as it makes it to the concourse level here at Warner Field. Nice night for baseball as all of the lights are on. So once again, Wilkin, after giving up the leadoff walk to Estrada and then the wild pitch to second base, back-to-back hitters, he has gotten himself into a one-ball, two-strike count to get ahead of Rodriguez. Rodriguez struck out his last time up, awaiting the one-two punch here from Wilkin. He comes back to a fastball and misses high for ball two. That one just slipped out of Wilkins' hand there. It looked like he was coming back with a fastball up and away to try to induce that swing, and it just kind of got away from him. Two balls, two strikes, one out in a 6-1 ball game here, but Estrada looking to add to it as he gets his lead from second base and scoring position here for the Bulldogs. Here's the 2-2. Swung on and missed, and down goes Rodriguez. Back-to-back strikeouts for Wilkins. As he comes back with the fastball, and it looked like Rodriguez was expecting the curve, got the fastball, and was late. So two gone here in the top of the fifth, and it'll bring up Tyler Thomason, who has taken his start seriously for Bowie. Had an RBI single and came around and scored in that three-run second and then walked, and he was the runner that actually scored the fourth run of the ballgame that would lead to the two-run single by Brody Miller with two outs again, that fourth inning, controversy. As Westlake could have gotten out of that with no runs scored, but a caught ball in right field ruled a no catch. And it gave way to Brody Miller's two-run single. And now Estrada stealing third, but a ground ball off the bat of Thomason. Long throw over from Mike Lustina at shortstop. And he makes the throw as stretching forward as Braden Davis. So after giving up the leadoff walk, Wilkin retires the next three men in order. Two strikeouts and a ground ball to a short. No runs, no hits. There were no errors. And one man left on base for Bowie in the top half of the fifth inning. We head to the bottom of the fifth. Your score, Bowie leading Westlake 6-1. to one. This is Westlake Baseball. Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology provides mental health care and sports psychology services in West Austin. APCP is owned and operated by Dr. Mike Johnson, a licensed psychologist in the state of Texas. Dr. Johnson has worked with elite college student-athletes at the University of Arkansas and Kansas State University, as well as with U.S. Special Forces. Whether you're a student athlete looking to improve your confidence or a professional experiencing career challenges, make an appointment today at austinperformancepsych.com. That's austinperformancepsych.com. Com. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite, and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service. That's Elite service. Call 512-637-4237 or click Elite Austin We welcome back to live coverage. Joe Taylor joining you here for the bottom of the fifth inning. The first of three final hacks here. And now turning to bunt is Nathan Duvall hustling up the line. That is in play says the home plate umpire and Starkey able to scurry up the first baseline, make the grab of the ball, and threw him out. Nice play there as Duvall tried to sneak in a drag bunt there up the line. And Duvall is thrown out. Nice play there by the catcher, Starkey, for the first out of the inning. So one pitch, one out, and it brings up Brady Wilkin. Wilkin had a hit. As he takes the first strike here from Callope out for his fifth inning of work. Callope delivers on the fastball in the outside corner called strike one. If you might remember, Wilkin got the leadoff hit in the top of the ninth. And he looks at a fastball high and away for ball one. He got the hit in the Tuesday night game at San Marcos in the top of the ninth inning. And Pearson would eventually single in Manos, who was courtesy running for Wilkin, who was on the mound at the time. Here's the 1-1. This one just off the plate inside for ball two. So Wilkin can handle himself here at the plate, trying to just get something going for Westlake here in the bottom of the fifth. This one hacked foul as it ricochets off the right side of the screen, or the netting, I should say. Stark contrast from the cage rattling that happens at Burger Stadium on foul balls. Here's the 2-2 to Wilkin. He comes back with a fastball that's low, and it hops away from Starkey, so this will load the count here, here we go, kid. as Brady Wilkins stands in from the right side. Three balls, two strikes, and out, nobody on. Here's the payoff, and this one hammered into center field. Wright got on his horse, and he misplayed the ball. This one goes off his glove and back towards center field. Wilkins rounding second. He is staying there. And this will be a tough, tough one to rule as Wilkin hit a line drive seed. Coming over and making the attempt to make the grab was Thanie O'Bright. And we'll have to see if that that is going to be an error by the center fielder, as it probably should be. It went off his glove, but that's unfortunate for Wilkin. But because he hit the absolute mess out of that ball. But the center fielder having the ball ricochet right off his glove, and it puts Wilkin in scoring position. Patrick Devlin's going to run at second base as Devlin is now running for the pitcher, Brady Wilkin. That spot now reaches base in the error by Bright in center. Third error of the night for the Bowie defense. Ethan Wilfong, who is 0 for 2, struck out his last time up, popped up to second base his first time up, and he swings at a Calipi fastball that tails away from him for strike one. So again, after Nathan Duvall tried to bunt his way on, a nice play by Starkey up the first baseline. Now runner in scoring position here for Westlake as Calipi doesn't like it. He'll step off. Devlin not really getting any attention out there by the middle infielders. Now Wilfong swings and hacks at the fastball away from him and fouls it off to the right side for strike two. Theo Gillen and Reese McRae wait. Only four hits. I should say five hits in this series for Westlake. Callaby has his pitch. Here's the 0-2 to Wilfong. He comes back with a fastball. This one looped up to second base. The catch is made. Devlin scurries back to second base to avoid the double play. But Wilfong with a soft line drive to second base for the second out of the inning. And it's going to bring up Theo Gillen, who doubled down the left field line his last time up. He is one for two. First hit of the series for him. He's got one of the three hits in this ballgame. And he'll stand in against Calipi with Reese McCray on deck. And the Chaparrales need desperately to try to at least scratch one run here. They're Running out of opportunities after that three-run fourth. That will definitely be under scrutiny. Standing in from the left side, the second baseman takes the first fastball right down Broadway for strike one. Good pitch right there, aggressive in nature from Calipi as he delivers a strike on Theo Gillen to get ahead. No balls, one strike. Devlin gets his lead and a swing and a ground ball towards his counterpart at second base. McCullough, he's got it. Low throw over to first, but it is in time as digging it out is Rodriguez. And that'll do it for the Chaparrales in the bottom of the fifth inning. After the ground out to second base, no runs, no hits. There was an error. And one man left on base. We played five full innings here at Warner Field. Westlake down to Bowie, 6-1. to one. Back in a moment, this is Westlake Baseball.
2: We know that these are difficult times, and at AusTex, we want the Westlake Nation to know we have your back. We're all spending more time at home and more time outside. AusTex has developed a completely digital experience from the measurement and design of your project to the signing of the contract. You can even book a virtual appointment from your home. We're a Westlake family-owned business, and we would love to transform your outdoor space into your favorite place to gather with your family and friends. OstexFenceAndDeck.com. We work hard to make every project a victory.
1: Football is all about strategy, preparation, and execution. And you've got chaps in your corner with Elticon Wealth Management. Elticon was founded by former Westlake quarterback Mark Mangum, and he's hired all-stars Brent Beasley and lifetime chap Lewis Gilbo to quarterback your financial future. Click Elticon.com for more information. Elticon Wealth Management, a proud member of Westlake Nation and proudly Westlake-owned and operated. Strategy, preparation, and execution. Elticon Wealth Management. Management, calling the right plays for your financial future. We welcome you back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball 6-1. Your score, Bowie leading Westlake. Wilkin out for his second full inning of work. Now it looks like Wilkin's been replaced, so we'll have to get you that pitching change here in just a moment. And it's Cole Foster that gets the call here. Foster's got a fastball in the mid-80s, kind of touch at 87. And he is a 1-0 this season. This is his fourth appearance. He started three ball games. Again, uh, only worked nine innings, and he starts. He starts off with the leadoff man for Bowie here. It'll be Sean McCullough, who is two for two with an RBI. Of course, there's a little bit of an asterisk on that one hit in the fourth. But he uh, was able to deliver the RBI and scored a run on the two-run single by Brody Miller. But he's up in the count here, 2-0, and as Foster, the left-handed hurler, has missed low. And he does so again here with his fastball, 3-0. and Again, Foster... Is is 1-0 on the season, giving up nine runs on eight hits. Six of those nine are earned. Walk six, struck out 11 as an ERA of 4.66. And he delivers the 3-0 fastball as it splits the plate for a called strike one. The 3-1 offering. Fastball swung on and missed by McCullough as he comes up empty there. And just like that, Foster has... A payoff pitch coming here to McCullough, the nine-hole hitter, and a leader of leadoff man here in the top of the sixth. Here's the 3-2 payoff. Strike. Oh, wow. Cannot believe Foster didn't get that call. Had to have been low because that one was right over the plate. But McCullough draws the leadoff walk here. And Danny O'Brien will come back up and hit with a man on. He has been dangerous here as he had a two-run double in the second, had a single and scored. Squares around a bunt, but then pulls the bat back. A little running hit here as going back to first base is McCullough. Sam DeGillia, obviously from a baseball family, putting some things in motion here to put some insurance opportunities as he knows that eventually Westlake's bats will start to wake up. He's trying to get as many opportunities to score runs here at Warner Field as he possibly can. Big overhand curveball, delay steal. Here's the throw down. And that is no balls and two strikes as that pitch called a strike. It was a honey of a pitch and an on a curveball, too. Kind of a late break from McCullough. But Duvall kind of had to hold his ground because he was waiting. For well, the umpire to make a call, so he gets ahead here, but that's a straight stolen base there by McCullough, who advances to second base. Daniel Bright down, no balls and two strikes as he takes an overhand curveball and swings and misses. Nice job there by Foster to come back and get Bright after giving up the stolen base and the walk to McCullough. He strikes him out. So Bright, kind of an interesting scenario here as he is on the bench, getting two for four in this ball game. Mason Winters will stand in now. Who struck out swinging his last time up. He's 0 for 2 with a walk. He was left stranded in the second inning. A shortstop comes up. And a key opportunity. And Duvall has a curveball ricochet off his glove. And this is going to allow McCullough the opportunity to advance to third base. That's a pass ball. So a stolen base and a pass ball allows McCullough to go from first to third. And now Winters, with a 1-0 count, has a man 90 feet away from home plate and one out. This is one of those areas where a strikeout would be good if try to keep the ball out of play, but draws the infield in, everybody even at the grass, or I should say the cut of the turf, and the 1-0 pitch is on the way from Foster, and he gets a fastball in there on the inside corner for a called strike one. One ball, one strike, one out. A man on third base, McCullough, who led off with a walk. The 1-1, a curveball in the derf, blocked nicely there by Nathan Duvall, who's had a rough night, folks. His third pitcher, he's had a a couple of balls get away from him, but he has played very, very well behind the plate. Now the 2-1 offering, a stretch at the belt here by Foster. He kicks and fires. This fastball hit right back to him. Coming up and trying to make the play is Mike Lustina. That throw off the back foot and dug out nicely by Braden Davis. He picks it off the turf for the second out of the inning. And, folks, that is a huge play because it was not hit hard enough for McCullough to break from third base. Lustina came in and made a very difficult off-his-back-foot throw. That throw low dug out nicely by Braden Davis. You're going to have to look back on this play because that is a heck of a job right there by Lustina on a very slow hit ball. Two gone, and it's going to bring up Brody Miller. And a fat, and a curveball there catches the outside corner for a call at strike one. And Mason Winters grounds out to shortstop, and it brings up Brody Miller, who was able to deliver on a two-out, two-RBI single. This time, the 0-1 curveball stays low and blocked nicely there by Duvall. One ball, one strike, two gone, and a man on third base here in the top of the sixth. Overhand curveball catches the outside corner for a called strike two. Foster's got a unique curveball from the left-hand side. He throws it, and it kind of darts away at the last second. It's not a slider. It's a true curveball as he comes in from a a high angle, but it has a late break on it away. Here's the one-two pitch. He comes back with a fastball, this one just low and outside for ball two. Good purpose pitch there. Duvall kind of figuring it out where the ball would actually come across the plate, and he kind of moved there. Might have cost him a, a makeup call there, but here's the 2 2 offering. Foster kicks and fires. That curveball swung on and missed. Duvall will have to throw it down to first base. It's in time, and crisis averted there as Brody Miller strikes out swinging for the third out of the inning. Foster able to get two batters via the strikeout in that inning as Thanny O'Bright struck out after the leadoff walk to McCullough. Mason Winters with a runner on third base. Grounded out to short with the infield in. Great play there by Mike Lustina. And then Brody Miller striking out. So, for the Bowie Bulldogs in the top of the six, no runs, no hits. There were no errors. And one man left on base. We head to the bottom of the sixth. Your score, Bowie leading Westlake 6-1. to one. This is Westlake Baseball.
2: Small town values that deliver first-class service. Hi, I'm Jenny Covert. That's what a customer said when he bought his new Chevy truck from us at Covert in Bastrop. And that's the way we've done business for 111 years more choices, excellent service, and of course, our famous low covert price. We want to be your car dealer. Let us prove it to you. Covert Chevrolet, Buick, and GMC, 702 Highway 71 in Bastrop, or online at covertbastrop.com. Find new roads.
1: Hey, Westlake fans, you've heard that phrase, go local, right? Well, that's what the Felger Insurance Agency wants you to do when considering your insurance needs. Think about it. Would you want just an operator standing by, or do you want advice from a trusted source that lives and works right here in the Westlake Nation? Jeff is your farmer's agent in the hills of Westlake, and he can help you bundle all of your insurance needs just as easy as the Shaps score six on Friday night. Give him a shout today at 512-250-2334. Jeff is farmers, and Jeff is Westlake. We welcome you back to the bottom of sixth inning. Westlake trailing buoys 6-1, to and it's go time here for the middle of the order as Calipi is out for his sixth inning of work. And he turns over a curveball that stays away from third baseman Reese McCray for ball one. Reese 0 for 2 in the ballgame. Struck out to end the bottom of the first and grounded out to shortstop to end the bottom of the third. And he takes another curveball from Calipi. Low, and it's two balls and no strikes. Six runs, six hits. Three errors for Bowie as Calipi deals on the 2-0. And it's very quickly three balls and no strikes to Reese McCray. One run, two hits, no errors for Westlake. Trying to get back into this ballgame here. And they have to do so quickly. And now the 3-0 pitch is a fastball low and away for ball four. So McCray is aboard to lead things off. And it's going to bring up Braden Davis, who's 0 for 2 in this ballgame. Grounded out to third his last time up in the fourth as he led off
3: and struck out swinging his
1: first at-bat against Calipi. And now Starkey trying to waste some time as some activity starts up in the bullpen. And uh, looking at uh, the numbers for Calipi, five innings pitch, two hits, one run given up off those two hits. The run's not earned. And now Braden Davis swinging at the first pitch. He sees and fouling it off down the first base side as it ricochets off the uh, the fencing in front of the Westlake dugout on the first base side. Get one run on two hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. Make it two walks now as he's issued the walk to Reese McCrae. Davis takes a high fastball on an 0-1 pitch and swings and misses for strike two. Davis has been battling down on the count the entire series as his aggression has gotten a little bit of the better of him here, but you're also looking at two pitchers that are around the zone all the time. And now a timeout called by Davis at the plate. And I mentioned that be, because it's important to remember that uh, the two starting pitchers in this series for Bowie have, have pitched beauties. That 0-2 fastball just low and away for a called strike one. Good borderline call there by the home plate umpire as that would have drawn. Every
3: pitch? Seriously, every pitch?
1: One ball, two strikes, nobody out. Bowie leading six to one. He comes back with a low fastball for ball two. Two balls, two strikes as the animosity continues here between Bowie and Westlake fans at Warner Field. McCray gets his lead from first base. Here's the 2-2 to Davis. He swings and fouls it at the plate. Good job there battling it at the plate. That's another similar pitch to the 0-2 pitch that just missed outside. Davis knew in that situation that he had to find a way to get bat on ball. It was just too much of a borderline pitch. Good defensive swing there as he chokes up just a bit McCray. McCray getting his lead. Now the overhand curveball that has never really been there for Calopi tonight. And he changes the arm angle and the speed, and misses high and away. So good job here by Davis to work the count full. He fell behind, no balls and two strikes, and he's been able to work it back to full. Now a payoff coming. He calls timeout but doesn't get it. Here's the payoff pitch. This one skied high into right field. Coming over is Thomas, and he's got it. And again, McCray not awarded his time called. So he is out. And that's the first out of the inning. And it's going to bring up Cole May. Cole Cole is 0 for 2, but reached on an error in the fourth inning. Was left stranded at second base. He bats from the left side. McCray gets his lead. He's taking off, and it's drilled right at the second baseman, out at second base as McCray slides in, and they turn the double play beautifully as McCullough tossed to Winters, Winters to Rodriguez on a hard hit shot by Cole May, and just like that, the bottom of the sixth is over as Cole May... Hits into a 4-6-3 double play. Nice turn there by McCullough Winters to Rodriguez. And the Chaparrales are done in the bottom of the sixth inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, and no men left on base. We played six full here at Warner Field. Bowie leading 6-1. to one. We'll be right back after this timeout. You're listening to live coverage of Westlake baseball only on the Westlake Shop app. All right, we're live inside of Texas Honey Ham. Joe Taylor alongside Taco Rob. Taco Rob, we know about the tacos at Texas Honey Ham. We know how great breakfast is. I've got this big office meeting coming up later this week. Can I just do box lunches where everybody can just order what they want?
0: Oh, yeah. We got box lunches that come with a cold sandwich, cookie, and a chip. We could do a club box lunch, a pulled pork box lunch. We're even now offering a half a sandwich and a tiny
1: salad box lunch for the healthy people. He's Taco Rob from Texas Honey Ham. They're changing the world one taco at a time. Thanks, man. Thank you.
2: Plan your catering event at TexasHoneyham.com. On game day, go for the win with Raising Cane's Chicken goink, Fingers.
0: Going touchdown!
2: Stack your roster with delicious, hand-battered, cooked-to-order chicken fingers and cane sauce. Huddle up with crispy crinkle-cut fries, coleslaw, and buttery Texas toast. Hi. And top it all off with freshly made tea and lemonade. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. One love.
3: We
1: welcome back to live coverage of Westlake Baseball. We do have a a pinch hitter here that's going to hit for Travis Starkey as Foster is out for his second inning of work. He delivers on the first pitch for a strike. And Dylan Godina is the hitter. And the uh, 0-1 curveball is swung on and missed for strike two. Joe Taylor joining you live on the Westlake shop app at on Again, next scheduled game is next Tuesday against Akins at Berger. And it's actually a week from so next week is technically a bye week in district play for Westlake as the 0-2 pitch from Foster slides low and away for ball one. Cadena's first at bat in the series here as he bats from the right side. Batting in place of Starkey, who is 0 for 3. And he swings and misses at a curveball. It hops away momentarily from Duvall, but a strong throw down to first base. Has him in time as Cole Foster has his third strikeout. First out here in the top of the seventh inning. Six runs, six hits, three errors for Bowie. One run, two hits, no errors for Westlake. Of course, the pace of the game completely changed on a no-catch ruling by the field umpire. John Estrada strides in 0 for 2 with a walk, left stranded at second base his last time up. Struck out in the third and grounded back to Chance Covert in the second inning, and he looks at ball one from Cole Foster. The lefty. Comes set, out of the stretch with nobody on, delivers the fastball that catches the corner for a called strike one. Get a smooth delivery from the left side for a guy that hangs out in the mid-80s. Got a pretty good deuce as well, as we've seen tonight. Here's the 1-1 from Foster. And he swings and cuts it. This one does Estrada and fouls it at the plate, skips off Duvall, and again, I understand and empathize exactly with what Nathan Duvall is dealing with here He's having to walk off yet another foul tip off his body. There's absolutely nothing he can do about it as it kind of hopped up under him and hit him in the hamstring on the right side. And I have one word for Nathan Duvall, if any of his family members are listening, or Arnica. Arnica is going to be huge for those bruises. Let that swelling go down. That redness will go away. It's a beautiful invention for catchers. Get that inflammation to go down. Here's the one-two. Swing and a miss on a big-time looping curveball. And down goes John Estrada. Back-to-back strikeouts. Four strikeouts in his brief relief appearance here for Cole Foster as he is dealing. So, Arnica for Nathan Duvall. Strikeouts. For, ben, for Big Cole Foster here, and he stands in to face Ben Merriman. Merriman looks at a big-time 12-6 curveball that splits the plate for a called strike one. Ooh, roll off a table one time, Cole Foster, as that one goes from noon to 6. Here's the 0-1. Comes right back to the curveball, and taking a defenseless swing is Ben Merriman, and he misses. And now, very quickly, no balls and two strikes as Foster has found a groove. Here's the 0-2 with nobody on. And two out. Comes right back to the breaking ball. Duvall able to chase it down. Throws down to first base. And how about striking out the side here in the top of the seventh? No runs, no hits, no errors, and no men left on base in the top of the seventh inning. As we head to the bottom of the seventh, a lot of work to do from Westlake as they trail 6-1. to Coming up is the... Final inning here at Warner Field of Regulation. We'll be right back after this timeout. This is Westlake Baseball.
3: Hendrick Audi South Austin is proud to sponsor Westlake Nation. We understand what it takes to be champions. That's why we're an Audi Magna award-winning dealer. Our game plan is simple. Offer a great selection and a car-buying experience that is second to none. Experience the Hendrick difference at Audi South Austin. Conveniently located just five miles south of downtown off Interstate 35 South. And at AudiSouthAustin.com. Whether you're watching football, hanging at the tailgate, or playing around to golf, you want to look sharp. That's why we've partnered
1: with Cricket Shirts. And according to co-founder Billy, he's all about keeping it Austin.
3: And if there ever was a city that sort of captured the spirit of the 19th hole, it's Austin, Texas. And if there's anything that ever like kind of captured the spirit of community, it's Texas high school football.
1: And co-founder Hobson Brown agrees. It's the perfect shirt for all occasions.
0: Yeah, it's a shirt you can wear uh, on the course. It's a shirt you can wear in the boardroom. And it's a shirt you can wear to the football game on a Friday night find
1: your design at cricketshirts.com we welcome you back to the bottom of the seventh inning it's put up for shut up for Westlake as they're down five going into the final frame of regulation and uh, getting an opportunity to bat here in major Richie's spot is Luke Manos. Manos bats from the left side as he takes strike one from Calapi who is out to, fit to pitch the final frame here, and he sneaks a fastball in the outside corner for a called strike two. Got to hand it to the Bowie starters, man. They have done a great job here against a tough-hitting club in Westlake. Here's the 0-2 pitch. This one grounded towards the hole between third and short. Estrada's got it on a couple of hops. Quick fire over to first base. It's not in time. And now rounding first is Manos. Manos is going to cruise into second base. Not dead yet are the Chaparrales as Estrada made a fine play, but the throw went ride, and Manos is now aboard at second base. And that is the fourth error of the night for the Bowie Bulldogs. And Westlake has their leadoff man in scoring position. Nice job by Manos to put the 0-2 pitch in play. It drew Estrada towards the hole. And Manos's speed coming from the left-handed hitter's batter's box created the sense of urgency for Estrada. And it drew the first baseman off the bag. And it looks like that will be all for Calopi. We'll get our first pitching change of the ballgame for Bowie. And Calopi will... Still have one man on his pitching record, so you can't close the book on him just yet. So we'll be right back with this call to the bullpen presented by Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. We'll be right back after this timeout. This is Westlake Baseball. Joe Taylor here, the voice of the Shaps. If you're searching for the best air conditioning repair in Austin, call Elite Heating and Air Conditioning. A month ago, my wife texted and said it was 85 degrees in the house. This was at 8 o'clock at night. I called Elite, and within minutes, I was directing the on-call engineer to my home. In 45 minutes, the issue was diagnosed and fixed. An hour later, the house was already cooling down. That's not just championship service. That's Elite service. Call 512-637-4237 or click EliteAustinAC.com. Again that call to the bullpen for the Bowie Bulldogs presented by Elite Heating and Air Conditioning and uh, Ryan Corbett is on the mound as Westlake goes or Westlake will face its third pitcher of the series as Calipi fails to complete the game, but one run on three hits, no errors for Westlake. Six runs, six hits, now four errors for Bowie. As Major Ritchie's spot in the order went to Manos. Manos able to put the ball in play between third and short. A rush throw by Estrada led to the error, and now Manos is aboard at second base, and there's still a lot more work to do. As Chapel Stewart strides to the plate. Chapel one for two with a strikeout, had an RBI triple. He's the responsible for the lone Westlake run in this series. Now Corbett rocks and fires and delivers a fastball that catches the outside corner. Starkey was set up on the inside, had to reach for that one, but it caught enough of the outside part of the plate for a called strike one. No balls, one strike, nobody out. Manos gets his lead from second base, and now a fastball lifted in the air high in foul territory down the right field line. There's room there, and making the grab, tagging from second, is Manos. He'll advance to third. What a play by Tyler Thomason in right field as he goes towards the entrance ramp off the concourse level and makes the grab in deep right field. So Chapel Stewart flies out, into foul territory, but Manos able to move from second to third, so Nathan Duvall will get an opportunity here, 0 for 2, flew out to right field his first time up and tried to bunt his way on, and this one will get away from Starkey. Here comes Manos, and Westlake has scored their second run of the ballgame. As Manos comes around on the fly ball to right field in foul territory, he tags from second to third and now scores on the Wild pitch. And Westlake now trail by four, six to two. So two runs, three hits, no errors for Westlake. Six runs, six hits, four errors for Bowie. And now Duvall with the bases empty. As a wide open stance, takes the 0 1 pitch low for ball one. Comes back with the fastball, and this one is outside. Starkey tried to frame that one, and that looked way better to the crowd than it did to the umpire because Starkey pulled that one out of the left-handed hitter's batter's box. Two balls and one strike. And here's the pitch. Fastball swung on it, hit hard, foul. As Duvall was not guessing there, he knew exactly what was coming. And he turned around Corbett's fastball, but that'll even up the count at two balls and two strikes. Again, the catcher has a wide-open stance. he has been beat up a little bit tonight by the staff on foul balls, but he stands in with an opportunity with one out, swings and fouls it off. Chase Bosworth is on deck. So JT Blair getting some pinch hit opportunities here to some of the guys late in the ballgame. 2-2 pitch on the way here to Duvall after the second foul ball, and this one low stopped nicely there and they're calling him out i'm not too sure what just happened there but he called it strike three but the ball was had to be blocked duvall didn't swing folks i'm lost i don't know what happened there i apologize but i do know that uh, nathan duvall is struck out for the second out of the inning and They're basically – basically the only thing that can be called in that situation is a called strike three, and uh, the only way that that can happen is if he called the curveball past the strike zone on the way to the feet of Starkey that had to block the ball, but nonetheless, that's a strikeout. Okay. It'll bring up Chase Bosworth, who gets his first at-bat here, and this pitch – doesn't hit the derf and is called ball one despite its general placement where a strike would be. But here's the one zero, 0 L'Oreal call there, but on the one Chase Bosworth swings and misses at a fastball from Corbett and comes up empty. That'll even up the count. One ball and one strike. At this point, folks, your guess is good as mine. We've had a fly ball in right field called a base hit. So a lot of things have happened in this ball game to lead us to this point. But Bosworth trying to work his way on with two outs, and he looks at a fastball on the outside corner for a called strike two. So Westlake down to their final strike and being swept by Bowie. A lot of opportunities, but again, Westlake trying to battle here in the bottom of the seventh inning. A swing and a miss on a curve ball, and Bosworth is out. That will do it as Westlake drops game two to Bowie, six to two. Westlake does scratch a run. They do so on no hits. There was an error, and no men left on base. And with that, that will do it for tonight's game. Westlake falls to Bowie after being shut out on Tuesday night and a 14-strikeout, two-hit shutout effort by Jonathan Easton. The Bulldogs roll here tonight, getting three runs in the second. And three runs in the fourth. Those three runs in the fourth, definitely controversial, as Westlake most likely would have been out of the inning if it hadn't been for a controversial call by the field umpire in the fourth. That led to three more buoy runs in the fourth. And if I know JT Blair, he is no doubt going to chat with district officials and the umpiring crew because it was a clear catch in right field by Cole May in that situation in the top of the fourth inning that led to a run at that point it was three to one and uh, with that one call it allowed the inning to extend and again the call made by the field umpire that in right field cole may came over to right center field and made a grab off his shoestrings and the ho- the field umpire ruled that he did not catch it he ruled that it was a trap um and it led to a run being scored because cole may made a play as if he had caught the ball because he knew better than most that he had caught it and he was trying to double off thomason at first base who had taken off with the hit into right field and he threw to first base thomason never stopped and he came around to score because nathan duvall was trailing up first base and it allowed a run to score that made it four to one. And then, in the bottom of the fourth, with two outs and runners at second and third, Brody Miller came up with a two-run single that broke the game open. And uh, Bowie took a six-to-one lead. Westlake able to scratch one in the first, in the bottom of the seventh, but it was not enough. One of the big stats in this ball game, folks, which you have to remember, is Westlake struck out 14 times against Jonathan Easton on Tuesday night. Tonight, they struck out nine times in the ball game. So the quick math, that is 23 strikeouts in two innings. Westlake faced three pitchers. So that is really the difference in the series. Westlake unable to get their bat around on J- Jonathan Easton. They come back with Callopey tonight. He strikes out seven in the effort. And then to end things, he gets back-to-back or three straight strikeouts And with Nathan Duvall struck out looking and then to end the ballgame, Chase Bosworth hit in what was Chance Covert spot. And he struck out swinging to end the ballgame. So, again, after getting taken out of the ballgame, good line there for Calipi as he ends the – As he gets the win here tonight, he goes six innings, gives up two runs on two hits. Those runs are not earned. Walked one, struck out seven. Corbett came in and got the save and pitched one full inning. Like I said, got Chapel Stewart to fly out to right field in foul territory and then struck out Duvall and struck out Bosworth to end the ball game. Nine strikeouts tonight, 14 strikeouts on Tuesday. 23 strikeouts in the series as Bowie's staff did a number on Westlake. And here's the more important thing. There was only two hits in the game on Tuesday night. There were three hits in tonight's game, so only five hits in 14 innings against the Bowie Bulldogs. So, again, your final score. Westlake able to scratch a run in the second. They scratch another one in the seventh, but they fall 6-2 to two despite four errors from Bowie. Six runs on six hits, four errors for Bowie, two runs, two hits, no errors for Westlake. The line for Chance Covert as he takes his first loss of the season, he pitched four innings, gave up six runs on six hits. All six of those were earned. He walked three, struck out six, hit a batter. Brady Wilkin came in and pitched a near-perfect one inning as he gave up no runs on no hits. There, Those only one walk and struck out two. Cole Foster pitched the final two frames and pitched brilliantly. After delivering one walk, he struck out five. Again, ever since the fifth inning when Covert came out, no runs on the board for Bowie as the bullpen shut out the Bulldogs the rest of the way after that fourth inning. So, again, some bright spots there for the uh, the staff as we move forward. But as we know it right now, there might be a game next weekend, a week from Saturday, as District 26-6A kind of takes a break just a bit. As we know that uh, Westlake's next district game will be a week from Tuesday. It'll be at Berger against Akins. Aikens beat Del Valle tonight 3-2, to two, so that definitely gets uh, Westlake an opportunity to get back on track as they drop two straight district games to Bowie here in this week leading up to the Easter break. So again, no games tomorrow, no games Saturday, and uh, no games scheduled for the week. There might be a non-district game next weekend. We'll keep you updated. Obviously, we'll pay attention to that uh, when uh, the schedule becomes available to us, but uh, heartbreak tonight here for the Westlake Chaparrals as they fall to the Bowie Bulldogs six to two and drop the series to Bowie as they lost on Tuesday one to nothing. They lose tonight six to two. Strike out twenty three times as Bowie's staff dominated the Chaparrals at the plate. And we thank you for joining us here. It has been a big day at Westlake with the District Twenty Six Six A track meet. Again, uh, both of those teams finishing one and two. The girls and the boys track. And a lot of folks advancing to the area track meet. Also, congratulations to Ashley Harrods, Westlake women's golf team. They win the District 26-6-8 tournament. Again, they had two teams in the field. Their uh, first team, the blue team won it all, finished in first place. And the red team finished in third. Six golfers will advance to the regional tournament. So congratulations There is After not having a golf season a year ago due to COVID-19, the Westlake women and the Westlake men are back into the region tournament vying for a shot at another state championship. So a lot going on here in Westlake Nation. We thank all of you for joining us here tonight. As a softball wraps up, they were at Dell Valley tonight. And baseball wraps up here with their two-game series with Bowie. They drop them both. Again, the final score tonight, Westlake falls to Bowie 6-2. I'm Joe Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll see you on the air. Next scheduled broadcast is Tuesday the 13th against Aikens at Berger. And if we get a game in between that, we'll make sure to let you know where and when and all the information in between. But congratulations to Westlake Track. Congratulations to Westlake Golf, the women's team. The men's team took care of business earlier in the week as they won. In fact, they won first and second with their two teams. So Callan Noakes has not only one team of golfers, but two team of golfers headed to the regional tournament. So, again, it has been a busy and successful week, just not so much on the baseball diamond as the Chaparrales drop two to Bowie as they lose tonight six to two. We'll see you on the flip side, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Joe Taylor, and this is Westlake Baseball.
0: You've been listening to Westlake Baseball, presented by Number Nine Productions and powered by the Westlake Shack Club. Westlake Baseball is brought to you by Independence Title, Plains Capital Bank, Elite Heating and Air, Covert, Auto Group, CryoFit, Recovery and Wellness, and presented by AusTex, Benson De, Eltecon Wealth Management, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Hendrick Auto Group, the Belger Insurance Agency, and brought to you by Austin Performance and Counseling Psychology, and Dr. Mike Johnson, Cricket Shirts, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina, Amogee Bank, Texas Honey Ham, Steam Team, White Glove Storage and Delivery at Creek Burger Company, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue, and by Mighty Fine Burgers, Fries, and Shakes. Going back, looking up, that ball is gone. A home run for Wesley. Westlake.